Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. More competition for more. <laughs> Why is there smoke coming out of your oven, Seymour? Can you get me a fizzy orange? I'm just getting to yoga. Yeah, bitch! And I was like sitting there and obviously you can't say that you're in Scouts. There's nothing worse than revealing that you're in the Scouts. That's like prime, you big loser. Hello and welcome to episode six of Telebox with myself, Jen Hatton. And as usual, the one and only Emma Doran is joining me. How are you, Emma? I'm well. It was midterm this week, so I had no class Zooms. I had none of that. Didn't know myself. And how are you feeling? You feeling rejuvenated? I wish I could say that. I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) Still wrecked. It was more the anticipation of the midterm, but still, it was nice. How are you? It's like it's like when Christmas Eve is more exciting than Christmas itself, isn't it? Yeah, ex- ex- that is exactly yeah. how it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm I'm good. No, not nothing to report. I mean, what else? I've been watching telly and eating. You know, the usual. What's coming up on the show this week, Emma? This week we have Shane Daniel Byrne and he is um, telling us about his favourite show, SAS Who Dares. And he's hilarious mm. and he's was in the skates when he was younger. So he's able to make some correlations between being in the skates and SAS training. So he actually he really gets away. Himself. Yeah, he gets away with it, doesn't he? I'm just like, oh, OK, yeah, no, that that makes he total does. sense. Yeah, I fully believed in him when he was talking about it. And then we have on this week's Telly Talks, we look at some of the TV shows that you really wish were given a reboot. And there's some hilarious ones in there. They're interesting to say the least. So we'll have a little chat about them when it comes around. Yeah, you know? and I thought that was a hard question. But then when I started getting the answers, I was like, oh, this is this is good. This is good. People had... You were on board. Oh, yeah. People had a show in their back pocket that they were only waiting for someone to ask them. So I was like, all right, OK. <laughs> Time for the question. Yeah. <laughs> finally, finally, Jen. We got to watch it, didn't we? We got to watch it. Oh, we got to watch it. I was... OK, so tell you what we're talking about. Finally, we're going to be taking a look at the incredible frame in Britney Spears' doc, which has got the UK and Ireland released during the week. It was very anticipated nine o'clock on Tuesday night was it it was a bit of a weird time uh, but a few weeks after it initially hit the US screen so the whole world is talking about it yeah I think we needed it and thankfully we didn't have to wait too long so we're going to be chatting about that Did somebody say just now as mentioned this week for our main discussion we're going to be looking at the frame and Britney Spears documentary now we all know that Jen, aside from the albums and world tours, all that stuff, Britney has her own line of products as well. Perfume, clothing, all those sort of things that celebrities put their names to. 
and we all buy. But I think she's missing a trick by not opening some Britney Spears themed restaurants along the way. She hasn't done it yet. Are you all right, Emma? No, Jen. (laughs) Now listen, hear me out, okay? Just hear me out. You're in the mood for a margarita. Why not order from Pizza Me, the official Britney Spears pizzeria? You want a pizza me? God. Pizza me. Okay. It's good, isn't it? Or looking for a tasty stir fry? I love walk and roll. Have you covered? Walk and roll. (laughs) Stop, Emma. Stop. Do you not think that's good? Put a bit of chicken in the water, Not really, but you have another one. Okay, I think think you're going to like this one, okay? Or how about something fancy, you know, special occasion, it can only be hit me baby one more time. As in time the herb. Time. time. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be a comedian. Day 367 of lockdown. Emma has lost her mind. I'm just throwing it out there. That's look. If the team want to take it, fine. If they don't, whatever. Oh, but put pen to paper. We'll do a bit of brainstorming and see what happens. Now, thankfully, none of these awful ideas are available on Just Eat. But with over 40 cuisines and 3,000 real restaurants to choose from, download the Just Eat app and choose from hundreds of your favourite local takeaway restaurants delivered straight to your door. Did somebody say Just Eat? Now we are delighted to be joined by Shane Dan Byrne, stand-up comedian, content creator. I know that's a a terrible saying, but he does it really, really well. The hilarious man. Thank you for coming on. We're so happy to have you. Thank you very much. Now you asked me seconds before, you said, will I call you Shane Dan Byrne or Shane Daniel Byrne? And I said, yeah, Shane Daniel Byrne. And then you just went, (laughs) Shane Dan Byrne, like within seconds. But I'm not offended, (laughs) but I understand. Some people just straight up go straight to Daniel. So, you know, that's fair enough. Sorry. Do you know, I asked and I didn't listen. You know, the the way when you, do you ever do that when you're at age and you ask someone their name and you forget it like instantaneously? Even not, it's not that like I know what your name is, but you know. The reason is because there is a Shane Byrne and he is a rugby player and he has a big That's mullet. what I thought. So, yes, it's for showbiz purposes. I incorporate my middle name. That's an exclusive for you guys, by the way. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Of, it's where a lot Honest. of people have done it. Like Michael J. Fox. I know that was the initial, but like I think it adds a little... Something to it, doesn't it? It makes Maybe it I seem like I'm it. kind of posher and from from more more wealth than I am. I think. Yeah, I also was, like the yeah. the initial down in the corner of your Zoom thing there, and it's just SGB. Oh yeah, all lowercase. Keep it cool. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your da- we should mention as well. Shane has a daffodil and a candle in his open in space my lantern, area yeah. as well. Just. He uh, he made a big effort to do it, so it needs to be mentioned. Yeah, the house is so big. I'd love to show you. This is all open plan behind here, you know, but I couldn't, you know. Yeah, if we've dug down, you know, it's really great. Yeah. So Shane Daniel, Shane Daniel, tell us about your favorite TV show. My favorite TV show um, is people would probably be surprised who know me that this is my favorite show, but it is S.A.S., who Dares Wins, which is quite difficult to say if you have a slight lisp. Um, SAS, Who Dares Wins, which is basically a TV show where regular people who are usually kind of fitness buffs and stuff try and do the same course that they take to get into the SAS, which is the special fancy military who do very fancy murders on behalf of the British military. (laughs) 
and they go and do this training and it used to be all men do it but now they've which was you know great on some levels um but now they do mixed so it's good for feminism as well um, and it's perfect and basically mm. they go somewhere like in the middle of nowhere like siberia or some other mountain nepal or somewhere like that some difficult rough terrain where they're out of their comfort zone and they all have to work really hard and are challenged and sometimes they just get booted off because they're crap and sometimes they have to give in their they have to oh what is it called voluntary surrender i think it's called and they take off their special armband and give it to the man in charge and the man in charge wow. he is like a re- they're like real sas people and they have like done the actual missions and things like that and they have experience so i often find it interesting that they're like sitting there you know being like on this tv show and narrating it as well as you know running the course but yeah it's amazing some of them are are really aggro and some of them are not and then it's really fun to watch their you know like reality tv talk about the journey my journey watching Mm. people from the beginning and guessing i've watched all five i think there's five series and celebrity versions and i've watched both and i love them both and i wish i think there was a series scheduled to come on but the pandemic ruined it so i actually that's my one wish i would happily skip a pint if i could watch more sas wow and does somebody win at the end i have i have i've seen the celebrity one but in the in the or like the regular people is there a winner at the end is that the is that the point of it is there money involved what's they don't win anything the they just win the glory so you don't it's not necessarily that somebody wins it's that people whoever's left at the end like they pass the course or they don't so sometimes only one person passes it and sometimes several people do um, but it's not it's not so much about that it's what's not, it's not what's interesting you're not trying they're not competing with each other to win they're just competing with their own, their own selves and it's fun tv to watch because I grew up in the Scouts, right? So that feels like ultimate Scouts. It feels like Scouts at the highest elite level. So there's a part of me that's like, you know, my two things growing up was like the drama and the youth theatre and the Scouts. And I'm like, I somehow feel like the skills I learned in the youth theatre would work really well. You know, mental focus, organisation of the brain, that kind of thing, meditation, all that stuff would serve me really well in this uber elite Scouts. And I think I'd be really good at it. So like, you know, when you watch, I genuinely do as well. I think I would do well at it. Maybe some of the physical stuff, not not so much, like pulling rocks and, and logs around. I could work on that though. But you know, when you watch like really specific like in the Winter Olympics, you watch them do some, those things where they bobsled down on their belly and you're like, by the end of it, you're like, well, you become an expert on, on the stupid sports <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, or yeah. like the diving, you're like, I don't know why he thought he'd be able to do a 720 pike, you know, off the 15 meter, <laughs> you know? It's kind of like that. You're kind of watching it going, I mean, she's never going to be able to, how, why does she put herself into that? She's never going to be, you're watching as if you can just like, I could do that, no problem. I'm so, you become an expert on it and you think you can definitely... Uh, would achieve it but not in that winter olympics way i really do think i could be in it and it's one of the shows i would i would apply for it if i was a british citizen that or the chase the chase would be easier but i would i love the chase as well <laughs> maybe that's what it stands for though sas maybe it's super army scouts or something always the people in scouts are all like they often go into the military you know that's what often happens not all the time i know this isn't a popular time to talk about us being scouts in dark week <laughs> So, leave that there. But yeah, I did see the celebrity one though. I know Katie Price was in it. There was a few other. It was Chris Akabusi in it. Yeah, and like Katie Price, like you would kind of hope that she would try, and but I just don't think she did. 
I think she's too far gone into the world of her own Katie Priceness that she's never going to be able yes. to give it a real go. So that was disappointing. But some of them are good. Like Joey Essex was good. He was good to have in it. And he was good value because he was like learning things about himself and being challenged. And that was fun to watch. That's what's good. And you he never... had a bit of a journey. He had a story, didn't he? You yeah. See, and like you can't... family and everything. Yeah. And suddenly you're like, oh my God, I love Joey Essex. Which I, don't... I mean, I'm not part of that world. <laughs> his world, I don't watch those shows, but I know of him. I'm familiar, you know, with his work, you know, but like, I wouldn't be an expert on it, but like, it's amazing to watch what, what comes up. I think, obviously, I don't know if I fully agree with the whole thing of like, beat people down and, you know, whip them into shape and, you know, that kind of tough army stuff. I don't know how much I'm like, do we still need that? Like now, can't we do, isn't there other ways we can do it now? But there is something watching about how they transform into somebody else or find they you know whatever all those boy words like dig deep or whatever all that kind of thing when they do do that and they change completely that's very exciting and also sometimes it's just good because there's like they're hot boys yeah i was hoping you might say that like it is and they do often like go out and they, they get in the water a lot yeah they're always in the water and the water's a big thing so one episode is always going to be like a jump where they have to like as if they're falling out of a helicopter sometimes they do jump out of a helicopter but one episode is always like okay this is the moment where it's like they have to lean backwards and jump and then the man shows them how to do it and they all get scared and that's the moment where you're watching it and you get so pissed off that they let you down. It feels like they let you down. You're like some guy called Marvin from like, I don't know, inner city London somewhere. And he's like, tells his story about how he's changed his life and he used to be in the streets doing crime and now he's got his kids and he's doing better. And then you're like, well, if you've done all that, can you not just jump off the thing, Marvin? Like pull it, <laughs> pull it together. You know what I mean? But they do let you down. It's oh, like, no. and it reminds me, from, I have flashbacks of like the bold boys in my class in primary school. They were scared to do the jump in the deep end. Not primary school, like what do you call it? Infant school, like first class. They were like always yeah. scared to jump in and they had to get the teacher, Esme, to hold the pole for them when they jumped in so they could hold the pole immediately because they were too scared of the deep end. So it is like that. Sometimes it's like that. Oh, you're all tough, all mouth, but then you're challenged. So it's, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading. This is like my therapy now. I'm like reading too much into it and applying it on my own life. I'm like, well, that for me, SAS who dares wins. And I said this, you know. The scouts, bad boys. It does feel authentic as a reality TV show, though. I'll give it, like, I know obviously a lot of it is just for TV, but it definitely feels like there's a good chunk of it that is the real deal. Yeah, I, I like that. I miss, like, I miss, like, I'm a, like a Big Brother purist. Remember when Big Brother was first on? It was just people in the place and they'd have stuff to do mm. and we watched it and it was so good and then like it was only we only got a couple of series of that like we only, i'm sure my age now but we only got a couple of series of like where it was we really got to watch how people interact and we the most thing we wanted to see was an argument we were so excited for an argument about the bag of sugar and the shopping challenge in big brother i liked that real actual reality like where it was like let's let's see what it's like for these real people whereas now we have to, there's so much i know everyone talks about it but like it is so gone i find it boring now watching it you know the way, even celebrity reality tv you watch that and you don't know who the celebrities are and that's fine now that's no longer maybe someone's dad would say i don't know who any of them are or whatever but like for the rest of yeah. us watching i'm like i don't know who they are and i accept that that's part of it now i'm like yeah okay that's a, i don't know who any of them are you know what i mean and we watch yeah. it anyway but i do like classic reality tv feel where it's like just regular people and i think regular people have more interesting things to say than than celebrity people especially you know because people are famous from so young now or whatever that it's like well you have no real life so like i don't know why you think you have that interesting going on 
in a lot of cases lots of lots of them are fine yeah there's a lot of shows like reality shows that like you said big brother we kind of only had a couple of seasons where it was authentic and then they started I feel like the producers nearly dipped their... Now, they always had kind of interfered to make drama happen, but it got worse and worse, kind of. Like, you didn't really have the authenticity, like, of the first couple of series. It all got a bit ridiculous. So, the one that... Like, that SAS, it does just seem like it's a genuine kind of grassroots type of... You see a coming of... Like, a coming of age sort of thing where they're going through this thing mentally and physically. Yeah, and that's what I want. I kind of like that from TV. It's what I want from a, a drama. I enjoy when you watch it like a fictional drama. You watch that and you enjoy watching the story from the very beginning and watching people. Like when you watch a really big show with several series or whatever, you enjoy the journey. And that's when I think when, you know, when you talk about a show dips, it's like oh, after series four, it was kind of gone. It's because it's no longer authentic to the original story. That's what I think anyway. Mm. Whereas in something yeah. like this, they zoom in on this bite size, whatever it is, six week period. And we get to see a very rapid version of that like what like Tony Soprano going from the very beginning to the end we get to see this rapid version of that but it's real life and real people and how they really feel and I think that is that's way more interesting I don't know why we people seem to want the other thing whatever the other yeah, version is. Yeah I know is. what you mean like say with, with, with uh, Love Island they just did that thing of relationships seem to be very popular on reality tv like really like the audience really like that so they just made a situation where we're just going to make we're just going to force relationships like we're just going to make the whole thing about relation which that wasn't it it was lo- looking at a thing naturally unfolding and you knowing that oh i think she fancies him before she kind of knew so mm. we put in the graft back in the day when we were watching reality tv shows that's what i'm trying to say but if there was an irish sas version what would it be it would be um the fca or something you see the fca <laughs> they don't even obviously be in it the fca don't even work as hard as the scouts can i say there was a boy in my school called sean and he on monday morning i'd been camping that weekend as well and on monday morning miss stack let him go home because he was so tired from his weekend in the fca and i was like sitting there and obviously you can't say that you're in scouts there's nothing worse than revealing that you're in the scouts that's like prime <laughs> you big loser whatever um but like you could i was like sitting there going i am exhausted not only was i there i was in leadership position you know i had three young boys <laughs> under me oh god that sounds terrible but i had i i was a child myself um but i was in charge of other boys and running the show and i'm like and then this he, what did he do run around the field where do they go rat mines barracks i don't know where they go the fca whatever yeah but his was not as hard work as mine just saying i remember the fca used to be called uh the free costume association because <laughs> it was just a free costume that they got they didn't do that now their costumes are not better than lot. the scouts though like outfit wise they are better yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if if there was an sas irish edition you would obviously be in it but who would you love to be in it with who do you think would be good to see tested in that way? Are you asking that question as if I'm a celebrity? Is that, is that yeah. <laughs> okay, lol for now. Um, I don't know, but do you know what did take my attention the other day? I saw that in the Ireland's fittest family, I was saw that there was a celebrity version of that and Donegal Callahan was doing the WAP dance with um, James Kavanagh. So maybe Donegal yes. Callahan because I found that performance to be quite obscene. So I would like to see more of it. So maybe Donegal Callahan. Um, and then also, I don't know, 
I'd like there to be just deadly women who are better than the men. That's my favorite part of SAS when since the women yeah. joined, when the women are stronger than the men. So I don't know, maybe someone, some cool politician women, maybe something. Like maybe oh, Lin yeah. Wang okay. could do it or Ivana yes. Bacic, maybe. I'd like Ivana Bacic to be in it. And then we'd have to get some like men who we know are going to crack, but don't think they'll crack. Yeah, comedians. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. I'm pitching that. You can get in on it if you want. But Great. That's uh, no, I'm, I'm going to stay. I'm going to sign up. So I'll send in my my application on a postcard, whatever you take. Well, listen, Shane, Daniel, yes. thank you so much for joining us. It is a great show. And I'm glad you, no one has said that to us. It hasn't come up, but it is quality reality TV. And fingers so crossed it you. comes back soon. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Two, one, zero, all engine running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff, 32 minutes past the It's 40 years since the launch of Apollo 17, the last mission that took man to the moon. Among those remembering the flight, it's Commander Enterprise. It's Commander who said he thought his voyage, I beg your pardon, I beg your pardon. I'll try that again. A man has... Can we just go back to the very start of that? It's 40 years since the launch of Apollo 17, the last mission that took man to the moon. Now, this is the part of the podcast where Emma and I get to hear from our lovely listeners about their opinions on the TV questions that we pose to them each week. Last week, we were feeling the love and we asked you about your favourite reality TV couples you love or maybe also hate. This week, we asked you what TV show you would love to see rebooted if you had the chance. I loved the answers to this. I loved it. And you know, initially I was like, this is kind of a tricky question. And the two shows that I could think of that I was like, I'd I'd love to see them remade would be Gladiators. Do you remember Gladiators back in the day? Yeah. That was like great, mm-hmm. you know, like Saturday night family TV. Having said that, I don't know whether watching it as an adult, I might be a bit like, I'm going to put on the kettle. I'll I'll go and put on the kettle. You know There's a bit of... Yeah, I feel like if I was to watch it these days, like back in the day, it was just part of the routine, wasn't it? You got your once a week wash, <laughs> then you, you know, you were you were dressed in the sitting room. Your 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 hair was like shaking in a towel to dry it, and then there was talc thrown over you. And then gladiators came on, and I think you got a bit of 
was it um what was it afterwards what's the hospital show the English oh, one. casualty casualty yeah so that was on after it but I think if I was to watch gladiators these days there'd be a big smell of Takeshi's castle off or something you know the like the way yes. that it's like big inflatables and rock climbing walls and well, wasn't it the same characters every week it wasn't even as if I, or was it the same obstacle I'm it was this yeah it, it was the same obstacles but it was different it was different gladiators you know that wouldn't but the the favorite gladiators would be back so like wolf was a big character in gladiators and mm. he was like the baddie i don't know exactly what he did to be a baddie but the crowd just it was it was the hairline <laughs> it's the hairline, the hairline. Yeah. i'd bring i'd was... bring that back what about you have you got a show that you'd love to see back on the box oh see supermarket sweep yes and a lot of people said this and i think it's a great shout now i was then informed that it did come back and it was on uh like bbc5 or something but i think it needs Mm. i think it needs to be you know out there for everyone to be able to see yeah the mainstream it needs to be back it's i would love to see it in an actual (laughs) duns (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, like I could never understand how people were so crap at it. Oh, yeah. People like and now you see we would all be Olympic level at it because I know mm. myself when I go into the shop now with the trolley, I want to get in. I want to get out. I'm doing it at speed. I'm getting the stuff. I'm working in the trolley like when there was the flower shortage at the start of lockdown. I had flour in my mm. gaff. I can tell you that for nothing because I went into that shop and I made it my business to get the flour. So I feel like if they brought it back, it would be <laughs> it would be no crap people now because everyone is fairly nifty with a trolley now. It was like what Shane Daniel Boren said about SA that it would be close to SAS. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, there'd be no Even fluff. Again. There'd be no fluff now. It'd be serious. It'd be like, and when they're doing their little questions, you know, for their extra time stuff, they'd be in like a mastermind chair now. There'd be a different tone yeah. to it now. But I think they should definitely Absolutely. bring it back. They should, uh, they should get, and then they could do teamed episodes where they get like, you know, Aldi staff and little staff. Oh, you know, yes. how they're so quick with the old scanning. Oh, there'd be serious competition there. I'd love to see it. Oh, that'd be very good. Where the, yeah, yeah, just like flinging the stuff at the customer, like, and like, if you get to bag it, great. If you don't, better look next time. Yeah, exactly. But I just, I feel like they would be the ultimate supermarket sweepers. God, maybe there could be a, um, like, you know, a hybrid. Maybe it could be supermarket gladiators. Supermarket sweep gladiators. <laughs> maybe that's... Supermarket sweep gladiators, SAS. <laughs> yeah. That could totally work. Totally work. Now, another show, Absolutely. another show that came up and I was shocked that this show came up so much. Wouldn't have crossed my mind. Now I have to say Glen Rome. See, I'll, I'll admit something. No. Do you know the way people always throw it back and they're like, oh, do you remember the Sunday Night Fair when the Glen Rowe team came on? We weren't a Glen Rowe house, so I can't relate. I don't know what you all mean by that. Yeah. And then I feel like I was quite young when... Well, everybody was young when Glen, like anybody that says that. But I just, we weren't a Glen Row house. We weren't either. Like it would be on the odd time, but we weren't. I don't think we were like committed to Glen Row. And it was only on once a week. You know what I mean? And I, 
I don't think it was mm. incredibly fast paced. I don't think you were going to miss out too much. Do you know, if you missed an episode, oh. but pe- people, a few people said to me that they wanted Glen Road to come back, but like, like a sexy version of Glen Row. Oh, yeah. Glen Ride. Glen Ride is what people <laughs> want now. And look, it's been it's been a long year. And if that's what people want. Yeah, I get it. I t- like I get let, it. It's absolutely fine. It would be great, though, like. The, the, I remember there was definitely like, well, sure, it was a a soap. There's loads of characters in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Was it a soap or was it like, because only once a week is kind of like soaps are more than once a week. Usually I know Hollyoaks used to be just once a week. Yeah, it's a bit of a Hollyoaks vibe. I think it was only once a week because so much of it was. You know, they did a certain percentage of it outdoors and that they were meant to be on farms and whatever. So I think because there was a lot of outdoor film and and on location, it kind of was more expensive than, say, a fair city show where they just it's all they have the sets all there ready to go. So I think maybe it was a little bit more expensive. But, um, you know, look, if they want to bring it back, that's fine. Like, that's fine. It wouldn't be me, but I mean, give the people what they want. They deserve it now at this stage. We've been through enough. Yeah, definitely. And then the final one, Reeling in the Years. So I didn't realise they actually, because obviously when you're watching Reeling in the Years, you're watching like content of years past. So I didn't actually realise they didn't do it anymore. It hasn't been a new episode of it in 10 years. Well, that's it, because I think it's a real... It's a real kind of comfort show to watch. And when that music comes I, on. I am reeling in the years. Yeah. I <laughs> love nice, reeling in the years. Grand. But yeah, there hasn't been any, there hasn't been any new ones for like 10 years. But I think it is coming back now. Because there's been loads yeah. happening. There's been there's, loads. I mean, if they, if they didn't bring it back for 2020, like. God, it's going to be like Netflix special uh, you really <laughs> has to be everyone everyone can enjoy it and watch it all the family which is nice you know it's such a throwback oh yeah because like say like we know how long ago you know say like 2010 is but then if it's actually showing to us we might be going, oh my god that was oh, it yeah. oh, i can't believe that you feel yeah, you feel ancient. Like, it's guys looking at reeling in the years and they're showing this report of, like, a crime scene or whatever. And you're like, geez, the guards used to drive around a lot of Ford Escorts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, even seeing the guard of cars, it's just like, what? I yeah. know, yeah. Yeah, so that's a good one. I'm delighted that's going to be back eventually. You can't say a word. Nothing. When Frame and Britney Spears first aired in America in early February, it wasn't clear if or when viewers outside the States would get to view the New York Times produced documentary. Yeah, it definitely felt like a bit of a throwback to the old days when you'd be waiting weeks for TV shows and movies Mm. to make their way over this side. 
of the Atlantic. But thankfully, yeah. we didn't have to wait too long um, because last Tuesday on Sky Documentaries and Now TV Entertainment Package, they got together and they got Frame and Brittany on. So thanks very much. Thanks very much for that. Yes, we're on the ball there and we really appreciate it because there was loads of people talking about it and we couldn't talk about it, could we? We couldn't and now we can and everyone's talking about it. So tell me your thoughts. Tell me your feelings. I had seen stuff about Britney's conservatorship when it came up on TikTok. You know, the videos that are in the actual documentary and you say you see them and he's like, oh, we need to help Britney Spears and we need to it like it was the kind of longer looking videos. Yeah, I'd seen them come up on TikTok and I knew like. She'd been off the radar for a while, but I didn't really... You know what a lot of stars do with that? They just kind of go quiet, do you know? Yeah. They've made their money or whatever. Now, I knew, obviously, in 2007, she had had her, her mental health start to dwindle and she it was all getting a bit much for her and she, there were certain things that she had done to kind of give a fuck you to the entertainment industry, I suppose, and the people that were managing her. Um. But I didn't really correlate the two, you know, like her kind of going off the radar. So when I saw this stuff on social media, then I kind of went down the rabbit hole and I followed the Instagram and I was kind of going down all the, like some of it is conspiracy and then most of it is obviously truth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a lot of fans that are really on our side and really want to free her. Like the Free Britney movement has been going a while now. Yeah. And it does kind of break me heart because obviously you're seeing all this in real time. It's not as if this is a thing that happened years ago and you're only seeing what happened, like the sequence of events like this is still happening. So it's it's kind of terrifying. My heart goes out for though. Yeah, I'm like you. I, I knew just from social media, I knew about the conservatorship. I'd looked into it a bit and I'd seen different people's videos about it and stuff. And then there was like kind of... Um, social media commentary from YouTubers about what was kind of going what was going on with her Instagram because some people found Mm. her Instagram kind of just a bit off or they weren't sure if if she was controlling her Instagram and there was just a lot of questions around it so when they Mm. for me when they started talking about I was really looking forward to watching it really like yes yes this is going to be really good because um, it was from the New York Times, wasn't it? So I was like, oh, this is going mm. this, this to be very good. Because there are, especially with celebrities, there can be a lot of documentaries out there and there's not much really in them. And when they started kind of talking about Louisiana and the Mickey Mouse Club, I was like, just want to speed it up here, lads. Like, we know all this. Yeah. We, we actually yeah. know all this. Do you know what I mean? But then when I, <laughs> then when I settled down... I was like, no, it it was very interesting. I thought the real thing that it shone a light on or whatever was how the media treated her and just the to- mm. just the tone of everything. And this isn't like we're looking back to like the 70s or the 80s. You know, th- this mm. the kind of treatment she was getting, just the the language around her, the kind of questions she was getting asked. It's not that long ago, like we we all saw it happening in real time at the time and it was totally acceptable. Mm. And now you look at it and you think, oh my, I can't believe she was asked that. uh, 
we have come on leaps and bounds, thankfully, because like you, you saw, was it the, she was only 10 and she had gone on, it was a TV station and she was after performing and you see this big, huge, massive voice coming out, this 10 year old. And then the host literally is just like, ah, oh, now there you are, do you have a boyfriend? Yeah. Is the first thing. And then there was another interview and it's like, well, everybody's talking about it. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, your breasts. And she's like, like, if that was now nowadays, they'd be told to cut the cameras. Like, there, there's no way these things would. It, it, it is amazing how it was like that for so long. And there was one thing mentioned in the documentary itself. It was like Britney was kind of the only. Well, she was the first at least pop star female solo pop star that was out in boy band era yes because yeah, NSYNC would have been like kind of after Backstreet Boys and Backstreet Boys would have kind of been inspired by Take That and the kind of success that they were having and then obviously going way back um, new kids block, on the block all that stuff so it was just boy band after boy band yeah speaking of the boy bands oh Justin Timberlake, now he's issued an apology. What did you make of that? He has. Um, I mean, he didn't issue an apology before, did he? No, and I think, because I saw he was asked about Britney on Oprah. Uh, and I think now this is like a good few years after they've been together. But it was after maybe she shaved her head and stuff. And he just... He was very nice about her and whatever, but he said, like, I haven't spoken to her in years. I don't actually know her. So then I was kind of like, okay, well, maybe, you know, at the time he may have not dealt with a great. But then I was like, you know, who in the, when they're in the middle of a breakup deals with it well. Do you know, yeah, at the and same I time, you do have to take age into account as well, because as you get older, you start realizing your mistakes and that now. And I'm not I'm not like I do think it's quite it like when he issued the apology, it was just like you could have said something. It, no, he has been like they have been supporting each other. She put up a video on Instagram of her dancing to one of his songs and they seem to be getting along great. And that, you know, yeah. it was just it just seemed a bit convenient that it was after the New York Times kind of was like, well, this is what Justin did around the time of her demise. Like he really, especially yeah. for Crimea River, that video, like he really st- stuck the media to her, like, you know, insinuating that she cheated on him. Yeah, he really did. He really went for it. It'd be interesting to see what will happen now, because I know that there's been kind of a, uh, a little bit of movement with it that a uh, judge has agreed for it to be dis- discussed in court or for her to like bring the case forward. So she doesn't want it. So at the moment, her dad is in charge of everything. And it's not that she doesn't she doesn't want to get rid of the conservatorship completely, but she just doesn't want her dad in charge of it. Yeah. So now mm-hmm. I think she they're going to be allowed to discuss maybe somebody else to be in charge of her assets and her finances and all that stuff so that it would just be like an outside neutral lawyer or you know whoever yeah she wanted a it was a bank or something like that wasn't it she wanted it was like an organization she wanted in charge of it as as opposed to 
her dad. And I suppose when, like when you're watching it and you see the series of events, like was it one of the lawyers had given himself, he was giving himself a raise or something when she was after signing up to the Las Vegas residency. Yeah. And then she quit it because she was like, she, in fairness, like she does seem like she's very determined to get them to stop. Like she is doing what she can to get them to stop. Yeah. Oh, she is. And like not cooperate with them. Do you know? Yeah, I did think that was a great move, wasn't it? When she was in Vegas and they're all waiting for her, Brittany, and they think she's going to perform and do the whole shebang. She just gets up on the stage, gives a wave and walks mm. straight off. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, fair play to you, Brittany. But it just, yeah. as you, you just forget, or like I forget anyway, that obviously she's, you know, she's a real person and all the rest of it. But the Brittany brand is a huge industry like obviously I will never have to worry about something like this with me few squid in the credit union you know what I mean? but if you have that much money at your disposal and you know different business deals and whatever you would need some sort of money manager anyway but I suppose yeah, it's definitely. just this setup that she has is they probably get the the final kind of say on what goes down or whatever yeah and then you have like so he has all of this control but apparently he has a lot of control over what she does work-wise and how much control she has of actually leaving the house and posting on social media which is leading me like which leaves me a bit confused about what goes up on social media because they were alluding to the fact that she's kind of given these mixed not mixed messages, but kind of secret messages to our fans that she's seen the Britney, the Free Britney movement online and that she's responding to the people by using like keywords and certain emojis and saying certain things and putting up certain pictures. But I'm like, if she doesn't really have control over her own social media, how is she getting... Like, it's not her posting these things, so... Yeah, I can't really understand the whole Instagram thing and like the pictures that are going up and, do you know, the videos where she's dancing and her feet are slapping off the floor and she's walking in and out of the camera with different, like the same top on, actually, not even different outfits, the same top on. It's just, it's all very peculiar, like the content that she's putting up and it's, it makes you wonder, is a whore? And if it is somebody else, why isn't it curated? Why isn't it? Yeah. Like, it, why doesn't it look more on brand? Do you know what I mean? It's very... Yeah. It's Oh, I know exactly strange. what you mean. And I suppose the thing is that, so say, like, the generation before her, the big global superstars in music would have been Michael Jackson, would have been Madonna. And obviously, like, Madonna mm. is on social media now. And, she, you know, she... Uh, Courted the media and controversy and, you know, she definitely put herself out there. But there wasn't the same level of uh, scrutiny back then as there is now. And there wasn't social media mm. and not even in terms of social media, like the artists posting stuff themselves, but social media in terms of like people having um, cameras on their phones and being able to record whoever they want. Like essentially, like anyone can be paparazzi or whatever if they want you know what I mean I'm sure there's people that send in videos of famous people doing whatever all the time so I think 
the way she went in terms of like shaving her head and just like, uh, you know, probably not as polished as we would have seen her before. I'd say there was loads of people in her situation who started out as like child stars because she, she started out like the pop star thing at like 15, didn't she? Like I 14, think it was even 15. Younger. That's well, she was on TV performing from the age of 10. And then the Mickey Mouse Club oh, was a yeah. couple of years later then. Yeah. Yeah. So she was quite so like she was um, doing it for a she long time. She was doing it for a long time. I'd say like that there's lots of people that have gone through like kind of child stardom and worked, like worked their asses off, you know, eighteen hours a day and all that. And then when they had a break, they just said, You know what, I'm just wearing flip flops and a t shirt with a coffee stain on it all day and let me like extensions mm. grow out and I don't care. But they probably didn't get photographs and videos and paparazzi and do you know, she couldn't yeah. have her downtime without being watched and recorded. So I do feel for She her. couldn't, yeah. And that was so strong. Like, it was the amount of paparazzi that were around her constantly. Like, she couldn't step outside the door. And it broke me heart seeing when she had the baby. And yeah. they were all swarming her. And she had this tiny little baby on her chest. And she was trying to get to a car. And she was just like, you know, you could see her. She from the beginning where she kind of liked them and she was, um, you know, entertained, like kind of having a bit of a chat with the, like, all right, lads, what's the crack, you know, at the start or whatever. And then you could see as the documentary went on how much more frustrated she was getting with them. And even your man that yeah. was being interviewed, the paparazzi fella, it was like, well, she never made out that she didn't want us around and like no kind oh, of... Oh, yes. Accountability on, on himself or anything like that he was like no that's just the way it was she didn't make out as if she didn't want us around but I mean use your common sense oh yeah because he said something like when they asked what well, did she ever ask you to leave you alone he was like yeah but she'd say can you just can you leave me alone today but she didn't say yeah. leave me alone forever and you're saying like, okay whatever Mm. I'm sure she'd been quite happy if you just left her alone forever. But I, you can't even imagine, like, you know yourself, like, if you're at a family dinner and you have a baby and the baby starts kicking off and everyone's trying to have a nice time, how uncomfortable you feel and you just want to get the baby out of the room. And you're like, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, the baby kicking off or something and you've just got a swarm of people around you, like, click, 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 oh, clicking in gosh. your face with flashes? I would freak. Oh, the- I would freak. That's well, that that's what I mean, like when she was going through them and like they just they seem to have no regards at all for the fact that she was holding a baby or I know it, it, was, it was just there was no self-respect. It was such an invasion on her. Yeah. Another person who was being interviewed throughout it was her, her chaperone assistant slash kind of minder slash friend was Felicia. I felt so sorry for her. She seemed just like heartbroken for Britney and kind of was there but didn't really know what that like what she could have done to help yeah I thought I thought it was uh interesting that they got her because there's you know there's been lots of Britney tv shows and documentaries but she would have I've never seen her being interviewed on a documentary and I think anyone who knows anything about Britney or has seen any old like footage or whatever She's always there. And she said that she mm. the only reason that she agreed to do it was that she wanted to remind people like how great she was. And 
like you, I did feel sorry for her because she seemed to have such a close relationship and it was like a mix of mm. minder, family, friend kind of thing. And then when the conservatorship came in, they didn't get rid of her, but her role seemed to be more kind of like arena, arena steward or something like that. She was managing yeah. the the merchandise stuff. People coming in and yeah, the backstage uh, tours and she was basically she was put on a high vis basically. She they that was sad. They just high vised her, didn't they? And that's a real yeah. move. Like we're not going to fire you, but we're going to put a high vis on you. Isn't it though? Like yeah. so, and I and that was quite shocking because you could even see her. She was like, Jesus! Like if anybody knew Brittany, they would have known how like how our relationship worked and how much of a support we were. Kind of like yeah. you know, like that. She was there, kind of to support her and to be there for her. Yeah, and she was just kind of cast aside, and then I, I. Oh, it's just very, and then it, you can even see it in that fourth scene where she's after being, uh, being assigned to like Arena Stewart, and Britney's on the stage, and it's like, oh God, because you're kind of looking at Britney going, oh she, she looks even more on her own now or something like you know, just because you know she's after yeah. losing her, her friend like, oh big star, and it, it, do you know what I thought was actually refreshing in this, they didn't. They didn't bring it up once, the Vegas wedding, which I thought was good in a way like that. They just kind of got straight into it because, you know, like what's the kind of like they did talk about Kevin a bit, but it was more they didn't really go like they spoke about her relationship. But you know what I mean? They didn't really go into them unless it was a crucial part of her story. Of the story about the conservatorship. Yeah, yeah they didn't really dwell on the scandal. Oh, no, not at all. Much. Which was great. I hear that Netflix are planning another documentary based off the back of this. And I would imagine it's probably going to have an awful lot more of that. Because I was watching it when I was watching it. I was like, oh, this is good. Because it's it's more so about the legal side and what she's actually going through as a life situation at the moment. And what's going on. And all the people that are involved and the people that support her and are trying to help her. Um, and the people that are against her, obviously. But... They didn't really go into how they kind of preened her to be this sexy pop star or, you know, all the other aspects that went into her pop career, you know, because like obviously you see her singing one minute and you see how she speaks and then you hear her singing voice and there's a big thing like the kind of British conspiracies that they had made her sing that way to sound sweeter. Yes. And to fit with the whole image, you know. So they didn't really go into any other aspect other than the conservatorship. And as you say, they hit on other stuff that was crucial to the the story of that. Well, I'd say, yeah, Netflix obviously see how popular this was and how interested people are in it. And it, the conservatorship in itself, it probably did, in itself, it probably did need a documentary because... It's such an unusual thing. And as they covered in the show, it's usually something that would be put in place for um, somebody who's older or, you know, that they have. There's there's some sort of serious medical issue happening that's not going to get better. You know, so it's yeah. it's it's put in place to protect 
the person. So she like being young and being a mother and she's able obviously to work and make money and, you know, make like seriously big money that it's unusual like someone mm. in her position would would have one but yeah there'll be more Britney Spears content coming anyway by the sounds of it I hope to see kind of in the next year that things go her way and that there is especially off the back of this it probably really helped her that this came out because you're going to get the big heads that probably didn't know about it trying to help now so it's going to be all forces going against the dad and trying to get on Britney's side and trying to help her out and hopefully we will see more from her and see it working out. Thanks so much for listening to Telebox again this week and a huge thank you to Shane Daniel Byrne for joining us on this week's episode. Jan, after a dark and dreary few weeks, the weather looks to be picking up and summer isn't too far away. We've talked before about the importance of matching our food to our telly. But what about matching our food to our seasons? I'm way ahead of you, Emma. During the mini 15 degree heatwave on Tuesday, <laughs> I decided to head out the back, throw on some music and I got myself a little lunchtime delivery. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I got a gorgeous chicken salad and a nice fresh juice to wash it all down. It was very refreshing. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I'm feeling you. I know the two of us are fans of a big weekend feed like a spice bag or some fish and chips, that kind of that kind of thing. But sometimes it's nice to treat yourself to a nice light lunch, isn't it, at the top of an app? You need to treat yourself, you know. So whether it's a Friday night feast or a weekday lunchtime treat, do yourself a favour tonight and download the Just Eat app where you can choose from hundreds of your favourite local takeaway restaurants delivered straight to your door. Thanks again and we'll chat to you next week on Telebox. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.